Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Nyasha Musa Grace. I'm Nana. And I'm Nyasha. And I'm really excited about this episode. I think this, this collection is becoming, or this episode is becoming my favourite episode, the one I look forward to most. I know. You know how we always ask you guys to send in your voice notes and your salon tales and your experiences of your hair. We just love hearing it and we mm-hmm. love sharing it. Yeah. So I'm so excited for this one. So am I. Thank you so much, guys. Today's episode is really interesting because I'm just going to highlight two of mm. the guests we have on. Mm-hmm. One is, um, she's West African. She'll tell her own story. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of things that we've discussed in previous episodes that mm-hmm. she touches on okay. as a part of her experience. Mm. That You can see that sometimes... Whether we like it or not, we are caught up in a trend. Right. We're caught up in what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And we are maybe not as informed as we ought to be about it. Right. And I think this has always been one of the things that why we started this podcast. Right. It's like right now, Afro hair is popping. Absolutely. Natural hair is trending. But you always say, what happens when somebody yeah. comes up with a relaxer? that isn't maybe as horrific mm. as the relaxers that are currently there. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see what happened to the Afro of 40 years ago yeah. where it just disappeared in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and our hair and our heritage became... Commodified. Yeah. Yeah. So I think her story speaks a little bit to that. Okay. And then the other young lady, she is Caucasian. Right. I'm uncomfortable saying that because I never know. You see, it's oh, political correctness. She's white. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think let's just go with that. Some people are technical about what's yes. Caucasian and well, the Caucasians are from the Caucasus. So you're just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> me, words change over time. But why I like her story is I think she is a very good example mm. of what we try and encourage our listeners to do right. is to have a relationship with your stylist mm-hmm. and go to the same person all the time. Mm-hmm. So then they know your hair, they see what's going on with your hair. You get to know your own hair mm-hmm. and the two of you come together to be in this relationship, including your hair mm-hmm. and doing what's best for your hair. So that's, I'm excited about those two in particular, okay. just because it's not like stories that we usually yeah. hear. So yeah. enjoy, enjoy, guys. Hello, so my name is Alma Acob and I'm a student. My salon experiences started um, in Cameroon. So I'm originally from Cameroon. I was born and raised, well, born in Cameroon. And there my salon experiences were basically rooted in getting relaxers and very tight braids. And um, I can't blame them for that. I guess it was just the culture at that time where people were still into relaxers. And basically the more you pulled, the neater it looked and the better it was seen as. So I saw my hair taking a lot of strain. Um, Never wanted an afro because at that point it wasn't neat. Um, wanted my relaxed hair and 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 then moving to South Africa Similar always had braids always had my natural hair covered because I didn't like it um, And I liked having the long braids and then after high school coming to university the salon experience was always uncomfortable for me in the sense that you sit in a chair for hours with your neck 
you know, hurting, your hair being pulled at three different angles and so much pain, especially when it came to your hair being blow dried before they even started. Um, and it was just a vicious <laughs> occasion. Um, and so, yeah, and someone who's got very tender hair, my scalp suffered in that up until now, I still have scars in, in my scalp from just hair not being treated with love. And so very quickly from a young age, my mom had exposed us to when we go to the salon, braiding dolls' hairs or watching how people braided hair. And subconsciously, without even knowing, we learned how to braid hair, me and my sisters. And so getting to university and realizing how expensive salons were, I haven't been to a salon in the past three years, I think, and I do my own hair and my own braiding. And so I can control the amount of pain and tension. I can control how long it takes. I can do it when I'm watching a movie. And it's just been a lot more refreshing for me. I'm still to find a salon that offers that sort of experience. I'm not looking for one. This way I get to save money and I get to have my personal perfect salon experience in the comfort of my home. Hello, so my name is Claire. And I've never really had a single, well, one individual experience where I've had a bad um, time at um, a hair salon. Um, and that's probably because I've been going to the same hairdresser since I had my first haircut at the age of three, I think it was, I can't remember. <laughs> My mom would be able to tell you. Um, so we kind of understand each other and she pretty much knows um, exactly what I want. Also, I'm not that adventurous with my hair. I pretty much have the same style. I pretty much just get it trimmed to keep it neat and tidy. I don't really dye it colors like brown or blonde or anything like that. I mean. I think I dyed it purple in matric, um, and that was it. I've never done anything else with it. So I've been pretty lucky. The one time, however, though, when I was on holiday, I did go to a different hairdresser. I was feeling spontaneous, and I wanted her to dye it a grayish silver color. And I was quite specific with what I wanted, but I left and... It was not the color I wanted it to be. It was more of a blonde, more of like a beach blonde than a silver gray. So that's pretty much the only like bad experience that I've had. And I mean, that's not even a really bad experience. So I think in order to not have a bad experience, you just need to be really specific about what you want. Um, especially if you're going to maybe a new hairdresser or something like that, someone who doesn't know how your hair kind of works or what you like and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody out there knows what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so overall I've been pretty lucky with my hair. Having said that, I maybe should branch out a little bit more, but for now I think I'll probably just play it safe and stick to my dusty blonde colour and stick to my mid-length, <laughs> so, yeah.
my name is Claire and I've never really had a single, well, one individual experience where I've had a bad um, time at um, a hair salon. Um, and that's probably because I've been going to the same hairdresser since I had my first haircut at the age of three. I think it was, I can't remember. My mom would be able to tell you. Um, so we kind of understand each other and she pretty much knows um, exactly what I want. Also, I'm not that adventurous with my hair. I pretty much have the same style. I pretty much just get it trimmed to keep it neat and tidy. I don't really dye it colors like brown or blonde or anything like that. I mean, I think I dyed it purple in matric um, and that was it. I've never done anything else with it. So I've been pretty lucky. The one time, however, though, when I was on holiday, I did go to a different hairdresser. I was feeling spontaneous and I wanted her to dye it a grayish silver color. And I was quite specific with what I wanted, but I left and it was not the color I wanted it to be. It was more of a blonde, more of like a beach blonde than a silver gray. So that's pretty much the only like bad experience that I've had. And I mean, that's not even a really bad experience. So I think in order to not have a bad experience, you just need to be really specific about what you want. Um, especially if you're going to maybe a new hairdresser or something like that, someone who doesn't know how your hair kind of works or what you like and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody out there knows what I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so overall I've been pretty lucky with my hair. Having said that, I maybe should branch out a little bit more, but for now I think I'll probably just play it safe and stick to my dusty blonde colour and stick to my mid-length. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically when I was in high school, I can't remember what year it was um, or how old I was, but I reckon I was maybe like 14 years old. I heard a lot about the keratin, the Brazilian keratin hair treatment. Um, so I went to a Brazilian salon that had been recommended to my mum by her Brazilian friend. Um, yeah, and I went to do that treatment, but I wasn't aware of the fact that it had a lot of formaldehyde and um, my eyes got really watery during the whole treatment. Um, and I had like two people doing my hair um, they did the whole blowout and then applied the product. Uh, it was really uncomfortable because they didn't actually explain like why my eyes were burning and I know I was quite young at the time. So I look back and I kind of regret it because I don't think it was good for my lungs. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, and I also remember um, when you do the keratin treatment, part of doing it is straightening your hair and they used a lot of heat on my hair so I could literally see the smoke going out of the... Oh, what's it called the straightener um, and I remember after the whole straightening process is done 
you're supposed to wash it out to get like a softer um, curl pattern but before they washed it out they kept asking me over and over if I was sure that I didn't want to leave it straight um, and I had told them before that all I wanted was the keratin treatment just to make my curls more manageable so that got to me a little bit because I had already told them that I'd, I still wanted curly hair by the end of it um, and still they kept kind of like asking and pestering me and my mom like oh you know it looks so nice like this it looks really nice straight are you sure you don't want to leave it like this um, so yeah so all in all I think my whole experience at that salon would have been a lot better if they were more transparent in explaining um, you know a little bit more about the keratin treatment because they only explain the pros and I understand that um, they're trying to sell that product and that treatment but I really wish I had known like the adverse effects of it because afterwards I found out a lot about you know the risks of inhaling formaldehyde and I was really young so I feel like I really shouldn't have done that treatment at that time um, but yeah there was a lot of talk about how it was really good for your hair and I just wasn't aware of the risks My name is Mofaro. I'm a university student. My salon experience has been very interesting and, and enlightening on my part. Um, one year, I remember having my hair done by um, a hairdresser who was very, very rough on handling my hair, uh, especially when it came to doing the twists in the front of my hair i remember i could not sleep well that night because of the pain it was very excruciating and very uncomfortable so um this experience was very unpleasant for me um i think a conversation that has to be had is um especially between hairdressers and clients is you know, where the client um, voices her concerns. And if the hairdresser is pulling, the the client, um, the hairdresser must um, uh, respond in a positive way by um, just being a bit more gentle when handling hair during the process of having it done because um, it's very disheartening and very disconcerting for some people who don't necessarily have the courage to speak up and say, hey, you know, you're pulling my hair. Um, and that experience also taught me to, to be more vocal as to, especially when I'm getting my hair done by someone different, um, so that they can be aware that they're actually hurting me, you know, and because it's me that then suffers the consequences uh, afterwards, you know. The hairdresser gets paid, but then I feel the pain um, in the first few days of having a fresh um, new hairstyle. Um, and it's very, I think it's a very important discussion that must be had between um, the two parties. Um, and for this reason, for this reason, I don't, um get my hair done in the salon anymore because of the of that fear of you know oh are they going to pull my hair are they going to handle it properly um and i've just resorted to 
taking care of my own hair for myself and by myself um, because I know what the care that my hair needs. Uh, I've never, when, when I look back, I can't say I've had a pleasant experience. Most of them have been unpleasant, um, especially with the hair braiding. Um, I remember one time I was getting a, an oil treatment at a particular salon. And after they washed my hair um, and um, conditioned it and did all uh, all that, um, they then uh, put my hair in the... I went under the dryer and the heat was just so... It was too much. It was There was too much heat um, in that dryer and um, for that reason as well, in my journey to um, embracing my natural hair as it is, I have stopped using heat even after washing. Um, I resort to air drying it or um, braiding it in such a way that it, I will stretch out the hair and not um, apply any heat to it. So that is my salon experience and um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Right, so my salon tales. I forgot. Oh yeah, I remember. It's the year 2011. It's January. And I've had to go at this natural thing. I think I've been doing it now for two years. I think so. Two or three? Let's say two. And it was going, it was going, but I didn't know half as much as I do about natural hair now. And obviously, as you would know, as Dawn would know, as, you know, we've discovered in this podcast as well, that back in those days, there weren't as much on the internet about our own natural hair. So I finally gave in to criticism. I'm getting ready to go on holiday to Ghana two months later in March. So I went to get my visa had no intentions of getting my hair done. My hair was in a nice ponytail or whatever. Or was it a pineapple or something? No, pineapple's too forward for those days, ponytail. And then I remember leaving the door, my mum goes, make sure you do something with your hair since you're going down there. Because obviously I'm going to Highgate, you know, so she's trying to say a place where you can easily find a black hairdresser. So I finished my hair in high gear and I thought, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to get my hair relaxed. Imagine, I have a head full of hair, au naturel, no relaxer. So I was going to her hairdressers. No, 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 I called my cousin and I asked her, I want a good hairdressers because, you know, me and I haven't been to her hairdressers for a while. I want a good hairdresser, so I'm ready to pay the money. You know, homegirl's working, it's like a little bit of muller coming in. And then she tells me about Hickers in Camberwell. Um, I forgot where it is, but it's on. It's in Hickers on Camberwell Road. And I thought, okay, so I looked there, booked an appointment, called that day. I said, I want to get my hair relaxed. I went in. Said, oh my goodness, why do you want to get your hair relaxed? I was like, oh yeah, I just want to do it. So she did it. 
She put the relaxer in. <gasps> straightened it. Got straightened. All that work. Gone. Chopped. And I had it chopped. Had the whole Rihanna thing going on. You know, I was feeling myself that day. It was really good. They did a little consultation thing like, what am I allergic to? You know, filled in a questionnaire. Had a little record with them um so she relaxed my hair and it was all good then i left and then i was going there periodically from time to time you know getting my hair relaxed i think i went there again about another two or three times funny thing is though my hair strong (laughs) didn't it take two weeks after and it looked i don't know what kind of strength relaxer she put in but my hair now looked like it just been blow dried so i went back again for my treatment she saw my hair she's like oh I think we need to do this girl's hair again. And she did too, so funny. But they were really good, you know, their hickers was really good, owned by a Ghanaian guy, I'm sure. The girl that did my hair, oh, what was her name? Sheena? Oh, so bad, this is years ago, I forgot. But she was lovely, you know, we're building a relationship. And then obviously, after a certain point, I kind of changed hairdressers. And then that was it. Didn't go back. But I've been back. I went back. I did. I did go back a few years ago in my natural journey. I just felt like I wanted my hair. I wanted a treatment. And I did the treatment and I got them straight in my hair and everything. It was looking nice. Didn't they go and charge me almost 50 pounds just to wash my hair, trim it, treat it and then straighten it. Can you imagine? So that's my silent tales. <laughs> okay, that was interesting to hear those experiences, right? I think so. Yeah. And I, what is your favorite from our listeners? What, what stood out to you most? that would be interesting as well I'm finding the more of these we do across different cultures and I say this so often we are so much more similar Mm -hmm. than we are different yes right and the issues that we're talking about the conversation we're having about our hair may have its variations of Mm -hmm. course but fundamentally they're about the same thing yes Mm. I I think I, I enjoyed Katie's story only because it's opened up a much, much bigger world for me mm. personally. Um, just because, oh, she was like, oh, you've set me off on my own hair journey oh. now, which was really lovely. Yeah. But then that was really good mm-hmm. because she's now found a, a, a curly hair stylist mm-hmm. who is based in London mm-hmm. and deals with white people, curly hair. Right. Um, and the challenge is off that Mm -hmm. so he understands how to cut it he understands the products that work Mm -hmm. for it so she went one appointment with this guy she told me a few weeks ago one appointment with this guy and it transformed her whole her whole hair experience just one appointment with yeah but in order for her to get to that point she had to go off and read up and look and investigate and then somebody else said to her why don't you try this guy in london right there's a whole big Jewish community out there and they've they've got these big Jewish um, type 
curly hair right. forums where they're having these discussions and stuff like that um so that to me was lovely um i also enjoyed i think i've enjoyed all the stories you know yeah. for one reason or the yeah. other yeah so, i like cherry Ann's story mm-hmm. um just because she's been able to be a professional woman who wears her natural hair right and be like that it doesn't even come up where she works because her work is her work is what speaks for itself right. and I also think it's testament to the company mm-hmm. that she works for mm-hmm. um, so that was nice because it's like young girls listening out there unless you want to mm-hmm. you don't have to change who you are right you don't it's not necessary mm-hmm. um, I think the more of us who are in those spaces who don't change who we are allows way for others to do the same as well. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then Ayumi's story. <laughs> Ayumi and her hair envy. Yes. <laughs> like, I want curly hair. Oh. So that was nice. Yes. That was nice to know that look, while we're all sitting there going, but I want straight hair or straight yeah. hair is easier. It's got, everybody's got its own, everyone has their own challenges. That's and it. I think, I think the media advertising, mm-hmm. advertising is relentless. And it's designed to make us feel that we need things we don't need. need. Yeah. And we want things we don't even mm-hmm. want. Um, so I think the lesson for, for me is just like, you know what? You are enough. Mm-hmm. And so I'm proud of the work we do, even mm-hmm. at work, that we make people understand that they are enough. Right. Their hair is enough. That's it. Let's make your hair healthy if it's not, because it is enough. Mm-hmm. No gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not necessary. Mm-hmm. And then obviously all the other little, you know, the young ladies that... Um, sent in their stories um the good the bad and the ugly yes. <laughs> that was really good there was quite a few positive ones as yes. well i think the yeah. first compilation yeah a couple of them had had positive experiences which, which means is really possible good. yeah they yeah. are it is definitely so yeah i know I've, I've loved each and every story yeah it's made me think yes okay so next week we will be back but until then guys enjoy enjoy